morning, Andrew. Good morning, Matt. Um, thank you for having me on your Ag Watchers podcast this morning. Um, my name is Vane Sleiman. I am the CEO of Auctions Plus. And right on the entry, you don't pronounce it Winyard or oh. Wayne. Uh, it's Vane, like Vane. Vane, Vane in your body. Ah, lekker, bro. Yeah, lekker, bro. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, bit of a uh, interesting one. My Dutch named after a Dutch grandfather, and Vainan doesn't particularly roll off the Australian tongue that easy. So it's yeah. short to vein, and you vein in your body. That's easier. That's much easier. I'm glad we didn't actually attempt it at the start <laughs> before we we're off air because we would yeah. have got it absolutely wrong. Yeah. Look, <laughs> I do a I do a thing where when people do give it a shot, I have a ranking, um, and so maybe at some point you can give it a give it a whack, and I'll I'll, I'll score you out of ten. Yeah. Okay. No. Right. Andrew on. and Andrew's going to do it in a Scottish accent anyway, so he'll just he'll just he'll just say that it's the accent. It's the accent. There you go. Like it might even be better. Might yeah. be. So. The uh, you've just back from holiday. You've had uh, yeah, a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely break. Uh, back in South Africa with the family. Um, three weeks of sunshine and golf and just relaxing. Um, barbecues or or, or a braai as as braai. as we would yep. we would call it. Um, yeah, and just ready and recharged for another big year. We'll get nice. in. We'll get into the. We'll get it more formally into the questioning in a minute. Um, and and because if you know, obviously if you've now uh, taken the helm at Auctions Plus, but you were at Auctions Plus earlier in a different role. But we'll talk about that shortly. Um, before uh, we complaints, criticisms, and oh yes, compliments? yeah, yeah. Have, have we got any? We usually address our complaints and criticisms at the start. Uh, I don't think we've had it. Well, it's only been a day since the yeah. last one. So <laughs> we so, uh, we, yeah. we some we sometimes do get. Complaints coming thick and fast, but it, just in the one day, we've not managed to accrue any yet, so that's all right. Yep. There you so, go. Keep, 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 keep it like that. We'll give that a tick of approval. There you go. Uh, so we'll move on. Yep. Uh, right on. So we'll do the sixth sense. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the podcast before, but many people think that we are just analysts and economists, but we're actually trained psychiatrists and psychologists on this podcast. Yeah. I was gonna uh, add com- I was gonna add comedians, but uh, uh, <laughs> not, not, not a big lot, difference. A lot of people do say we're a pair of jokers, or yeah. no, we're a joke. That's what they say. No, uh, no, no. Um, they, they do say we're full of wit as well. I think oh. I'm pretty sure that's what I think. Think that's what they're saying. I think yeah, wit guaranteed. Wits and smarts, maybe. <laughs> Let's put that in there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it does sound like that. Yeah, sure it does. That. Yeah, it does. It could be a pronunciation issue as well. <laughs> uh, so we will we will assess your uh, mental fortitude uh, using a it might seem simple uh, a yeah. social test, but we use yeah. both our in depth knowledge of the mind, yeah, uh, but also we use uh, AI generated algorithms to Gosh. assess to Gosh. assess your answers. Uh, so we're going to throw uh, six words or phrases at you. Yes, scary. And uh, we want the uh, the first thing that that comes back to mind. It can be a, a short answer. It could be as short as. One word or as long as Bob Catter at a 20 minutes long answer. <laughs> Good. This uh, is exciting. Uh, but we will probably cut you off if it gets too long. Uh, Play some some Oscar uh, music uh, that I then I know my cue. Yeah. Right. Oh, Matt is going to keep the count. Yep. And you go first. Online auction selling. Um important role in agriculture and growing certain mouth disease oh scary um very scary um very grateful we don't have it um and i really do hope we are as prepared as we may think we are because it, it if it happens it's material haggis oh Perhaps like Crocs, to each their own. Hey, let it <laughs> may a thousand blossoms bloom, uh, if I make one. <laughs> oh, very, very skillfully, very skillfully answered that one. Very yeah. good. The uh, my air algorithm is actually breaking down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Media in Australian agriculture. Oh, an important role, I'd say. I think um, our users and consumers. Um, just expect more and more from from businesses and and, ag, and and trading platforms like ours 
um, are evolving to to just serve more information and insights to users? Uh, ag tech startups. Oh, many of them. Very tough gig. Um, I'm fortunate to to be a 37 year old startup and not a not a not a recent <laughs> startup. Uh, it's tough gig. I'm going to throw a real left field one here mm-hmm. in relation to South Africa. Yeah, Drickus Duplessis. Oh, look. What? Um, I'm not going to comment on the on the pronunciation there because yeah. <laughs> we don't we, we don't judge every year. We don't judge. Uh, how, 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 how would you pronounce it? Uh, Fine. Uh, Drikus Duplessis. Ah, Duplessis. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got the R. Oh, you have to, to have the R there um, as well. But yeah, big talent, uh, intimidating, um, and yeah, good 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 person to have on the team you support. And what do you think the result will be on the weekend? Look, I think um, may the best people win um, and I'll be watching. Easy. There you go. Is that, that's right. Is that rugby, is it? The, the, the um, UFC. Yeah, oh, right. Okay. Fighting for Wasn't the there a... world, world Championship. Okay. I thought there was the duplicis that was a rugby player as well at some stage. Was there? Or... Yeah. There was a few. There were brothers playing some time ah. ago. Right, yeah. Showing my age. And here's here's a fact for you. Before yeah. before he got into professional fighting, he was a student at Pretoria University in ag economics. Oh, oh really? So he can come and work for us. Oh, I, I was wondering whether there's some sort of relation there in terms of ag and, and fighting. Uh, but uh, yeah, look, big, big man. Um, Drikas Duplessis, and we'll see what happens. Right, oh, let's get into it. So tell us, tell us a bit about yourself. Like, we're, obviously, you're South African. Where, yeah, where, yeah. Did you, where did you get here? What do you do? Yeah, born to- South African. Um, I we came over uh, in middle of 2019 to Australia. Um, it, we came here for for, for opportunity. Um, and Australia is a wonderful country for a South African to come into. Because the weather is re- very, very similar, sports are similar. I mean, we've got rugby union, cricket, beaches, outdoor, barbecue. The humor is even quite similar. Um, and so it's a, it's a wonderful place for us to, to land in and, and add value to and be a, be a part of. So it's now nearly five years in Australia. Um, originally uh, studied and, and it's just sort of on a finance and accounting background, but always in my mind wanted to 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 be part of commerce, and mm. so I worked at PwC for about six years in their management consulting areas. But but joined uh, a client of ours um, in insurance initially, and then in Australia with 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 um, with Auctions Plus, joined as the finance uh, head of finance at the start. But quickly with Angus, um, I, I I you know I expanded into into the COO role as well. Um, and so I think uh, finance is the background, but certainly business and and commerce is is where I'm most comfortable in. Um, yeah, five years been a been a really good five years for us. Um, COVID made the first three two and a bit interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to yeah. say you you came just before COVID broke. Yeah. I guess just yeah. got your got your feet under the desk, and then you got stuck here for a few years. That's it. You know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the plan was to come over, ease it in, visit a few times, and then then COVID took that choice away. But you know, in a way, um, you know, when I think back at COVID and how it worked for Auctions Plus, I mean, COVID was a really tough time for a lot of people. But for Auctions Plus, it really is is the best thing that could have happened. Um, a lot of users um, were were forced to engage with the platform, and 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 that's a, a lovely way for them to have seen the value proposition and and be and be to be part of that solution. It would have been some kind of more traditional players, or I'll, I mean, you know, the, the age of farming in Australia, the average farmer, I think, is something like fifty-five or whatever. Yeah. It could even be um, higher, depending on the stats. You, you yeah, know. Or, or or the or the sector. Yeah. So some of those ones in that category aren't as, I guess, uh, used to using technology, and would be much you know, in, in a livestock sense at least. They'd much prefer you know dealing direct or going to a sale yard. So you found through COVID that actually. Yeah, made them look at other opportunities like Auction Plus and 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 you know kind of um, get used to the system. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think you know what we've seen is that 
you know, necessity makes you quickly be very adaptable. Um, you just had to, um, even if you were a, perhaps not technologically particularly strong, you just had to find a way to keep going. Um, initially, um, agency also supported it really well to do the rollout and, and training in, in, in market. But, you know, tech, uh, agriculture in Australia can be remarkably uh, innovative. You know, a lot of users um, in regional and remote areas, you know, they really have to innovate and be and be smart about things. And so, yes, the average farmer is perhaps, you know, not in the, I, I guess, the easy adoption category. But, but when you have to, you know, tech is simple enough for it to work. What's Did, like after after coming to to Australia, yeah, like obviously Matt's the only one here that's actually a, a true blue Aussie. Uh, <laughs> the, the, two, the two of us are. What is a true blue Aussie? I, you yeah, know, uh, I, half, yeah. half of half of Australians today are are not born in Australia, so I guess it's an interesting concept. And uh, so, but we're 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 sort of new new immigrants. Let's say I'm, yeah. sli I'm slightly longer than you. Uh, What's been the biggest sort of thing that you've uh, you found is a difference between the two countries, like living here? Um, a shock, firstly, to me was that barbecues are on gas. Um, I found mm. instead, of, instead, instead of coal or, or, or on wood, like wood fired, yeah, wood fired uh, yeah. for yeah. us, um, yeah. which is um, which was interesting, um, super efficient, but I guess a little bit of the smoky flavor is what you get through 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 wood fire. Um, and I think what was what was a big surprise to me was, I mean, the sheer size of the country. Um, it, it's gigantic. I mean, to fly Sydney, Perth, you know, is, 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 is if the flight's on time, it's, it's five plus hours. It's a really large country. Um, and so for, for something like Auctions Plus to, to, to I suppose, break down the, the size of that market by giving, giving, giving users national access, um, you know that kind of kind of came together really nicely there, but it's a, it's a it's a huge country. What's the what 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 do you like? I, I, there's things that I miss about being back home. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you miss? What's the thing that you crave? Granola, I crave iron brew, mm -hmm. uh, fish and chips. But yeah. you, well, you mean the different type of fish and chips that you get in Australia? Proper fish and chips. <laughs> what they they deep fry the fish and chips a second time? Oh, no, like it's fish and chips in Australia. Ask anyone that's had fish and chips in the UK versus Australia. The fish is better. It's the chips that are just not right. Oh, there you go. So anyway, it's not about me, Matt. Yeah, that's, what, right, that's, okay, what, yeah. that's what that's what we're trying to do this year. Is we're trying to concentrate more on the guests, not, yeah, not, not on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, but you're just providing an example. Of I'm trying to context. So you want yeah. to see what, what Vane's got to to describe the things he misses. misses. You can't really get the same in apart yeah. from the because there are a few people that do wood fire. I've got a wood fire barbecue here. That I use gas and wood depending on what I'm oh, cooking. Good man. So, but yeah, because I find lamb on the wood fire is exceptionally good. Yeah, um, it's something about the fattiness of the lamb mixed with the coal and the or the the the, the, the embers. Uh, it makes a different different kind of uh, product. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same cooking over gas and cooking over over kind of a you know, proper fire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. And I mean, I guess you know, for me, what I what I miss back home is, I guess that um, that wood fire barbecue uh, that I mentioned. You know, and it's not really as such just about preparing the food. It's about Getting there early with your mates with a beer, you light the fire because the fire takes you know an hour plus to just burn into coals first, mm. and so that's sort of where the magic really happens when you sort of talk about the rugby, talk about the cricket, um, talk about you know who's who's the worst at golf at the moment, and and you just sort out life's problems while while watching the fire burn into coals, and I think um, I think that's a real almost sort of mental health. Uh, management that that I think mm. a lot of people do do back home, um, so that would be a big one. Uh, and I would probably say um, is is I guess uh, South Africa and Africa has got a real rhythm in its soul. Um, and I think um, you know having grown up there, it kind of sits a bit in your blood. And I don't think you you'd ever wash that out of your blood. Um, and so I think um, the rhythm and the soul and and, and who you know the, the identity of the country is, is exceptionally unique. Um, and I'm fortunate to have that as my background because it, it makes me appreciate where, where I am and it makes me appreciate where I'm going. And um, so I think those are those are big things. 
Um, what I enjoy is still being able to claim Springboks. I mean, when I need to, uh, luckily 2023 was a, was a year yep. for that. Um, and then when I need to, I can flip over and, and I guess support Pat Cummins and the guys. So that's, I mean, the sort of best of both worlds there. When you, when you grew up in like South Africa, but then the African continent is actually a huge continent in its own right. Um, yeah. I don't think, you know, because of that Mercata effect on the Atlas, people don't realize I think how big Africa is as a whole. Yeah. Did you get did you get much of a chance as a young person to travel through other parts of Africa? Mm, absolutely. My uh, my father is a uh, an honorary game ranger, um, which means that um, he's done a lot of courses and he's accredited in South Africa to be a game ranger um, because he's got an incredible love for nature and conservation and sustainability. And so as kids, we were, um, you know, in a Land Rover touring Southern Africa, um, camping wild, um, weeks on end in, in the school holidays. So we spent time, lots of time in Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, um, camping um, and, and just being part of nature. So for me, ag, you know, you know, comes reasonably naturally, you know, through just my love of nature and, and then being 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 outdoors. And I guess I, I've carried that a bit with me here because even in Australia, we enjoy doing some trips, um, appreciating nature, uh, you know, sort of hikes and things. Um, so I think, yeah, very fortunate to have been able to do that as a kid. But it's another similarity between Africa and Australia is when you get out in nature, there's a load of things that can kill you. But in Africa, I think the predatory animals are slightly larger than in Australia. Yeah, I, I, what, then that's a great point. You know, in South Africa, what I keep telling people here is that when something's about to kill you, it's pretty evident it's about to kill you. You know, it's got large teeth and it's growling, it's running. Like you, you, there's no doubt whether you're <laughs> going to die right now. But in Australia... <laughs> It's, it's a little spider. It's underneath the toilet seat. <laughs> um, and so that, yeah, I mean, it's actually more scary here. But, um, yeah, in South Africa, you can see it coming. Running isn't, um, the, the hippopotamus is the most dangerous animal, isn't it, in Africa? Fun fact. You just you nearly thought, I, I was going to do that. Fun fact. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I was actually going to say, like, it's very, it's very similar in Scotland. Like, what, you, if, you, you know, if, you know, if, you know, if, you know you, well, no, uh, have you seen some, some Scottish people after the fish and chip shop? I was going um, to say, you know, you're going to get killed in Scotland because the, it's growling. <laughs> it's usually got it's usually got a pint in its hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fact for you about South Africa. Yeah. Uh, so when I lived in Glasgow, yep, uh, the local hospital used to bring in a lot of doctors from. Johannesburg and Cape Town. Yep. Who would come up for training yep. in Glasgow so that they could learn how to treat stab wounds. Yeah. Because they were always guaranteed to experience a stab wound at least two or three times a day because it was so common. There you go. So, so that's yeah. a that's a claim to fame of Scotland. It was like in the old days. Because because so that area was the stab capital of Europe. Well, in the in the old days when the IRA were active, the doctors from Belfast and that area were the best in the world at knee reconstructions because of all the Irish kneecapping that used to go on as punishment. Um, so Glasgow must have the mantle of best best doctors dealing with stab wounds. Yeah. It seems like my upbringing in Scotland was slightly darker than uh, <laughs> than going camping, camping going in Namibia. <laughs> no, I had a I took a trip up to Scotland a few years ago. Um, beautiful i mean i even would say how, how beautiful it was but we had a big debate in 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 the group around i guess glasgow's buildings being you know stained with, with the black soot on on the buildings yeah. and so the debate was do you clean them is the blackness part of the glaswegian identity uh what's what's your take on that andrew you gotta keep it like it's yeah. like we obviously in my hometown we're all sandstone buildings so it soaks up the pollution but when you clean it it looks bad it's too bright yeah and it doesn't look right so you got to keep the the natural sort of yeah. history yeah. of it yeah oh geez so Just how long reminiscing how long now has it been vain since you've taken over the the top role at options plus yeah it's going on about six months um i took took over in in an early in early august and uh, yeah, it's been a very interesting six months. You know, if you talk about you know what's happened to livestock prices mm. and, and all those big things, um, 
Yeah, but I guess it's 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 a great privilege. Um, it's an incredible company, uh, rich history, um, an important company in agriculture, great shareholders. Um, and I would say that I um I, I I would I wouldn't be able to even put into words how grateful I am to be able to have this role. Um, I think it's an incredible gig that I I I don't know how I got it. I just am so incredibly lucky. Um, but it's been a great six months. In a, and you mentioned before, it was a tough year for producers 2023 in that falling market. As an auction site too, that would make life a bit more difficult too, would it not? Like a falling market, probably harder to to reach those reserves and, and therefore is turnover kind of a bit trickier or getting the sale achieved a bit trickier in that in that environment? Mm, you're absolutely quite right there, there, there Matt. Um, we do have a fixed price model, but, but where we have our variability is on quantity. Um, and so in the latter part of the year, actually most part of 2023 calendar year, um, we really saw uh, the volumes in, in, in auctioneering going uh, through other channels um, for real, you know, there's perception around real quick trading through sale yards. And, and that really, I mean, the stats that, that gets reported externally, especially you know, looking at the sort of the auction market share, it, it's pretty clear that, that, that a lot of users went through the yards 2019 and, and, and 18 is, is fresh in people's memories. And so I think a lot of people acted quickly and wanted to destock mm. and and, yeah. you know, and be ready very quickly. Yes, yeah, so for auctions plus revenue was was a challenging year. Um, but we know that ag is is, is cyclical. Um, rain changes sentiment very quickly and, and things move move up and down. Was it have you have you had a chance to look at the numbers for say for 2023? Because you You've come off the back, though, of, of the, like we spoke about COVID and, and you yeah. mentioned how COVID for Auctions Plus was a positive in the sense that it that it kind of, you know, opened up the opportunities for people to yeah. use Auctions Plus. Um, so so you, you would have had some some fairly strong years and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure your market share, I mean, you're already, as a sale yard, if you look at it as an annual sale yard, you're the biggest sale yard in Australia from that perspective, right? Yeah. As a, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, like if you look at some of the bigger physical sale yards, your volumes are larger than them, right? Yeah. Um, but, but then through COVID, that would have gone even significantly higher. Yep. And now, you, now, now, you know, coming into 2023 with a, with a falling market and as you said, producers wanting to act quickly and just going to the sale yard. Have you, have you noticed that are we back to kind of roughly pre COVID levels? Did you, did you manage to retain a bit of flow still? As, yeah, as, as, um, we are we are higher than pre-COVID levels um, in in an exceptionally poor 2023 for us, mm. um, which means that what we are looking to into 2024 is to if we if we get back to a, a bit of a more normal market and let's not even debate what a normal market is, but let's say a little bit more stable market. We do believe that that um, will pull back up and, and and reach a new normal, um, which is significantly higher than the pre-COVID numbers. But I think the the the, the COVID numbers um, really were exceptional, really extremely yeah. exceptional, and I think we always expected those to taper down um, into a bit of a different normal. Mm. Do you know the approximate? I would have thought like pre before COVID, Auctions Plus roughly was running what about fifteen percent of the share of of this? You know what was going through? Would that be yeah. about right? Yeah, that 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 could be. Yep. And and then I would have thought you would have got up. To 40 percent or so of of, yes. of you know, during COVID, and then now you what you're back to something like twenty percent or, or thereabouts. Yeah, and I think in, you know that is that is that is uh, looking at uh, sort of a, the broad stock types. When I typically when we look at share, share market share, we we tend to try and, and map it into into sort of a restocker stock type where we typically uh, perform best. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess you get a very similar pattern. The numbers are just a little bit higher, but. Um, you're quite right. Um, I, I would say your numbers are fairly fairly good, um, and and 24 would would see that recover. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also there's a lot like I've noticed. Uh, like obviously I don't buy cattle, but I have noticed a lot more other stuff for sale. A lot yeah, more, a lot and more that's and that's clearing sales. Part of, yeah, that's a big part of our of our strategy. Um, you know, in my mind, I I sometimes just tell people: imagine just you're just standing on a farm and you look around. You want to be able to sell everything there mm. because if you think about it, the vendors, it's the agent's customer. And so if we've got the agent loyal and we've got a good relationship then with the vendor, you know, we could be selling the equipment. We could be selling uh, stud animals. We could be selling the farm. We could be selling water rights and we could be Not selling true. anything that's there. Mm. Um, at the end and of you... the day, 
You mentioned too that the the brand itself has been around. You said thirty seven years. Yeah. Obviously, the early the early iteration was it called was- Cam. Calm, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. It started. But I mean, it, it's well known. That's, that's a terrible name, Calm, isn't it? <laughs> like, or was it computer aided livestock marketing? That was. That's it. it. That's it. That is so 1990s, 1980s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the new brand came in in early 2000s. Uh, so it's been around a fair while now. Um, yeah, 37 year old startup uh, because we still have to reinvent ourselves and we still have to really run hard at at putting out new solutions to our users. So we, we we identify with the idea of just always being in startup mode, being innovative, being lean, being being sort of curious, uh, to 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 really you know stay at the front. Yeah. So one of the other things you guys have done in recent years, and uh, like we we have a good relationship with Auctions Plus. Uh, you've got Scott McCulloch. Yeah, I can, I can pronounce that one correctly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, McCulloch. Of Clan McCulloch. Um, um, and then you've got Jackson and you've got a couple of journalists. So yep. I mentioned in the sixth sense when we were psychologically testing you. Yep. Uh, we're still waiting for results. Um, <laughs> but the you guys, you said that media was important. And you guys have yeah. sort of started to, I guess, move into that space. What What's the background behind that? Yeah, it really comes off um, user user demands because I, you know, what we have at Auctions Plus is an exceptionally large user base, um, and that user base uh, engages with Auctions Plus on a habitual daily basis. Hmm. People browse listings, um, and we could see our website traffic peak at the end of the day, where people get home and they jump online and they just start browsing listings, and so. So, so what we have is a, a large audience, a, a large audience with a very long dwell time, um, around the seven, eight minutes plus, okay. which, which means that um, they are consuming content and a listing is, is just, it's, it's, it's just content. Um, and so if you put next to that um, some media assets around uh, things that would interest them, then it's sort of a, a sort of a logical next step for Auctions Plus to, to move into to offer offer content and offer different solutions. So that that dwell that dwell time of what seven eight minutes that that's yeah. quite long for an internet based thing, isn't it? Like, exceptional. What? It's unheard of. And when we quote those well, stats, people unhe- are... unheard of compared to us. <laughs> people, no, people, so, uh, people stay on hours for fifteen minutes. Oh, there you go. If you because look at the whole podcast, it's even longer. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's exceptional. You're quite right there, uh, Matt. We we. People browse and stick around and jump around into this listing, and then they search, and then they get more listings. It's a bit like jumping into a, a YouTube late at night YouTube uh, start, uh, and where you find yourself two hours later is yeah. down some rabbit hole. Um, oh, yeah. And we offer a little bit of that in agriculture. I, sp- I suppose it's a bit like uh, realestate.com. Yeah, you, you go on realestate.com and you search and you search and you, and you might not even be interested in buying something. Yeah, just like or parsales.com or any of these yeah, yeah, ones. But, but with the additional offering of, of things like machinery and, and other stuff on farm equipment, um, that makes that journey even more, you know, well, kind I suppose, of I suppose, engaging, I suppose, right? Actually, going back to like, if you look at, say, carsales.com, you know, you go in there and you can look at cars for sale, but it's also got news as well. Yeah, that's it. Which is probably similar sort of. Yeah, so we're not idea. reinventing the wheel here at all. It's it's pretty normal for mm-hmm. for platforms to to build their asset out uh, a little bit wider. Um, so maybe so audience. maybe maybe because we're doing news or not news, we're doing analysis on our website. Yeah, we should do auctions. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, I think we should. No. We've, we've, we've seen. We've seen people stay in our lane. Stay in our yeah. lane, Andrew. And I, and, I, and I think people we see them think it's easy. Um, it is not easy, and it's uh, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of costs to to run an auction platform. So, sorry, speaking of which, so there is obviously the last couple of months there has been a couple of new yep. new startups. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And is that does that concern you or does, look? There's always do you uh, think there's plenty always of space. Been, um, two questions in there, very interesting. Um, so yeah, new 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 startups have have come and 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 we always see them. They, it's not new that there are new startups trying 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 to get in. Um, we we always say that I guess you know competition is healthy. Um, yes, hundred percent keeps us on our toes. Um, it keeps users engaged because at least 
they're having a conversation to our users around online trading. That's at least as a positive. Mm. Um, but but definitely, like anyone would, we, we our eyes are firmly watching what what they're up to. Um, is there enough space for more players? I mean, it, it's a tough gig. Um, Auctions Plus, luckily, uh, has a has a big big market share in in online auctioning. Uh, we're able to scale and be profitable. But I think an, a new startup will will face a an uphill battle. Um, trying to get audience and get scale and 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 keep keep going through that startup phase. So it's tough. It's a, it's a yeah, it's a tough one. Um, but I've, 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 I think you're hundred percent right. Like for us, like I always feel that competition is important because it allows you to concentrate both looking at what other people are doing. Yeah, but then it keeps you hungry. And in my it. view, you get lazy if you're if you're if just no comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. You've been now said six six months with your feet under the under the desk as the as the top dog now in charge. Are they other than say competition like we just discussed? What what would be the top couple of things that do you know the things that are on your mind or keep you awake at night thinking about you know what are, well, what are your biggest challenges presently? He did tell mm-hmm. me that he was up all night night last night concerned about coming on here <laughs> doing doing preparation. <laughs> yeah, um, apart from, stressed apart stressed yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think what, what keeps me up at night, um, you know, would be something like cybersecurity. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think we are completely digital. Everything's in the cloud. Nothing is in is physical anymore. And I think, um, you know, if we were to have a breach, um, that would be significantly disrupting to us and also reputational. You know, we've, you know, if you buy and sell, that's a sensitive transaction. And so you have to do that with confidence. So cybersecurity is a big one, big one for us. Um, what, that's one of those. One of the, that's one of those things. Cybersecurity, where you can spend a lot of money making sure you got it right, but you don't from a from a consumer end, you don't see that necessarily. No, you know, that, in, that investment, yeah. it's just it's just stuff that needs to be done, but you can't. It, it's that, you know, you, it's actually something I'm concerned about. For like, obviously, Auctions Plus are pretty much a tech company in agriculture. Absolutely, you've got I don't know how many staff you've got that are software engineers, probably. Tons, loads yep. of them. 30, 30 odd. Yep. Whereas I sort of think if you look at like the wider agricultural industry, like farmers in general, how much they think about cybersecurity, yeah. it'll yep. be it'll be lax. And I that reckon be, there'll, yep. there'll be yep. some terrible passwords out there. There'll be well there'll, yeah. there'll, be, there'll <laughs> be passwords written on pieces of paper and I think so. <laughs> I think so. And probably passwords which are versions of their own names just with an exclamation mark at the end potentially. Quarty yeah. explanation mark. Yeah, I think with cyber for us, we had a big cyber uplift over the last two years. And it's you know what is scary is when you start to do your cyber uplift, you just see how much there is that needs lifting. Um, and I think um, for us, it's been a big journey. Mo- you know, every day we, we 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 do new things. We realize how important it is. So yeah, cybersecurity keeps me up at night. And what's happened to me is I've become a a weather watcher. Um, every morning I I uh, look at the bomb. I look at different weather patterns. What's happening? Where's it dry? Um, I'm become becoming a bit of a, a weather addict because I think for auctions plus. Um, if it's raining and there's feed and there's and there's this positive sentiment, um, people are are happier and more confident to 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 trade, invest, and 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 participate. You could, in theory, uh, yeah, I don't know if you do this or not. In theory, you could link your marketing, like your electronic mailouts, etc., to the weather. You could have a link, an API with the bomb, which says, "Oh, it's raining in Gundawindu." Yep. Send advertisements, send emails to people within 500k's of Gunna Windu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, yeah. we are actually. It's funny you mention that. We are chatting to a, uh, to a sort of a weather and farm mapping provider at the moment to do exactly that. And even you know, you could you could send that out uh, out to to farmers, uh, but you could also send it out to agents to say, well, your clients are probably going to be buying over there and selling over here. Um, you know, use it, don't use it. It's still, still as an agent, your your role to play with your with your user. Um, but it's it's about lead generation and and just fueling fueling the system. Um, that's pretty cool, pretty interesting. You need to do you do strategy consulting, Andrew? <laughs> well, well, not within Ag Watchers, but there is a, another company that I know of. Uh, Matt, what are they called? Episode four. 
Something like that. Yeah. Episode, episode five. They, they change they change their logo so many times and their name's hard to keep up with who they are. Well they they've <laughs> yeah. got to, they've got to change every tax year. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think I think they're based in Guatemala. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they, but they do something along that lines. Yeah. Um I've got a I've got a question for the gurus. Um yeah. what's the year looking like for us? What 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 should we expect? Before you ask me, I'm gonna ask you. what can we expect? That's a good question. In terms of livestock, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said the focus on weather, because obviously we saw, you know, it wasn't just the the actual oh, weather, but it was a, the... That is an absolute cop-out. I, I, I'm, I haven't finished what I'm going to say. Right, but I'm going to... Yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah. What I was going to say was that we saw 2023, it wasn't just the actual weather, it was what was being forecast that led to some of that lack of confidence and some of that kind of fire sale mentality for livestock producers was was part of what was, you know, anticipated by the Bureau. So I think, you know, for this year, I expect we're going to go back to a more normal season. We've seen El Nino break down over summer, which is not uncommon to see it break down. There's a small risk I think it could reform, but I suspect it's not going to reform. So I think if, we're going if you, to... If you look at the all the weather models around the world... Yeah, the average points towards neutral by May. Yeah, and that's what and that's mm, what I'm thinking mm, too. That, that we're mm. going to go into a much more normal seasonal um, yeah. flow, and so with with that and with the added confidence we've already seen come back to the market because we didn't get the dry that everyone yep. was thinking about. Um, I think we're going to have a reasonably you know standard year. So I don't think we're going to see the types of you know high prices we saw yep. you know pre pre 2023, but I think we're going to still you know just have a. An average year. I, I do still have concerns that we might slip back into a dry 2025 or 2026. When you think about it, we had three really good seasons yeah. of rainfall, in, at least in the East Coast. Um, it's, it's very uncommon. I don't, I don't think we've ever had four in a row, ever, uh, going mm. back on record to the early 1900s or, or earlier. Um, we've had a handful of, I think, three or four times we've had three seasons in a row. So that's pretty rare as it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then the normal pattern after a wet spell is to go into dry and it's usually about two years before you hit it. So that to me tells you, if you're going to play the averages, 2025, 2026, maybe 2027, we're going to get a dry spell, oh, a proper yeah. dry spell. We, you yeah. know, we obviously we had the risk of it this time around, but the Bureau, you know, kind of, I'm not going to say got it wrong. Their probability modeling suggested otherwise and it hasn't That's occurred. It. I'm not right? sure. I'm not sure the modeling was less. I know people are saying like, Everyone jumped the gun as soon as the word El Nino was used, yeah? Yeah. But but the problem with El Nino is that people say, oh, we've got to sell everything because El Nino is on its way. El Nino doesn't mean it's going to be dry. Not always, El no. Nino means there's a chance of it being dry, but not, yeah. even, but not even more than a 50% chance of it being yeah, dry. Yeah, but if you look at the three-month forecast leading into, you know, that the forecast that came out mid, mid of the year in 2023. No, so one, no one should be using the three-month forecasts. Well, but they do, right? They do. And, and, and the, the bomb themselves even say the accuracy beyond seven days is... Yeah, but <clears> I think... Well, maybe, maybe obviously, like, like, a bit like Auctions Plus, right? The bomb have invested a lot of money in tech and and modelling and bloody, you know, a lot of, a lot more advancements. So like Auctions Plus has gone through a big overhaul of your own system, you know, in terms of the IT side of it. Yep. Um, the bureau's done the same thing over the last ten years and invested a heap of money into supercomputing and great fancy modelling. But all it is is still just probably modelling, right? Mm. Um, and people, maybe people don't realise exactly, you know, maybe there's an education piece there. that There's an education piece around that the bomb is very poor at doing. T- and I, I, was, I, was, I would say the bomb is pretty good. Yeah, they are. But I don't think they're good at explaining the modelling and explaining. So what's the impact of, of media, sort of the media on, on, on yeah. words well, like El Nino and how do you use it and how, and, and I mean, because there was a lot, mm. uh, a lot of, a lot of noise one would, would you could say. Well, yeah, this- and, and that's and that's what that's what fed into the to the kind of issue around lack of confidence was you let's, know let's, let's the, go beat, back. the beat up the beat let's, up to a degree, let, right? Let's go back further to a much more clear example: mm. foot and mouth disease. Twenty yeah. was that twenty twenty one? Yeah, June yeah. June June July twenty twenty one when there was fears of foot and mouth disease because it was in Indonesia, in Bali, and the media made a beat up of it. The, the rural media? Was, well, it wasn't was, just it wasn't just the media. There were a handful of people that should have known better that were, well, I, were running around, you know, saying well, saying I've, really scary things, right? Well, I think if you look at it from like as an analyst, which which Matt and I are 
psychologists, mm. psychiatrists, and market analysts. analysts. Banjo mm. players. Banjo um. players, ice hockey players. Wrestlers. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, um. Elite wrestlers. Commonwealth wrestlers. Uh, it's not about us, Andrew. It's not about us. Uh, but it is. <laughs> but what, what I've lost my train of thought. What we're talking you're about? You're going to say... Y- y- uh, you're going to say about the bureau. And, oh no, no, I was talking about and, the, and, and the as, education as, as, the But as, but as yeah. analysts, it's our job to be independent. Yes. But what what you tend to find is that some will say things to get attention, media oh, attention. It's clickbaity. And what we and yeah. we've had during that foot and mouth disease during various times, you've gone on to do media. Oh me, yes, yes. Like, May not so much me, but yeah. you, you've done TV where you've talked to them, but then you haven't said, you haven't made it doom mongering. You haven't said that the Christmas turkey is going to be $600 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no interest. <laughs> Whereas then they go to someone else who's willing to say that, who's willing to be spoon fed, you know, and, and do that. Yeah. But that's where it's important for longevity is that you continue to maintain that data based perspective. Everything is based on data. And that's the important thing. But anyway, it's not about us. Mm. Uh, I was all I was going to say when I said it was nonsense when you started giving your outlook for the year. Yeah, is that that's every year. Like if we said what's the uh, what's the most important things for twenty twenty five, I'm going to say it's weather as well. Yeah, but I proceeded to say what well, I, I think's going to happen. Right. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so well, that's fair enough. For my update, it- I think. Disruptions again in grain flows are going to be a huge one. We're seeing that already with the Houthi rebels, and um, then the weather. Well, that, but they're your two big ones: are politics, politics, and weather. Are the politics and weather. <laughs> That's the only thing that matters. Uh, to answer you, like to answer your question, though, Vane, that that yeah, if we get the, those the dry, sorted. Yeah, this year, this year, I think absolutely normal. But I, I still think we're not, even though we've had the scare of dry, uh, we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, we are going to get a dry spell, you know, at some middle. Point. Yeah, and it's not. I think it'll be before twenty twenty eight, right? So, you know, in the next three years from beyond twenty twenty four, there's a fair chance we could see a couple of years of dry. And I, I still don't. I'm not convinced that we have the infrastructure in the processing side in Australia to because we did see some increased turnoff last year, but it was only going from very low levels back to normal, right? We haven't actually gone to drought-inspired turnoff levels yet, in my mind, maybe so that, in parts of WA, but but we've got, we could add another extra 2 million head of cattle to be processed in Australia, and then we're at drought-level turnoff. Um, I don't think we can cope with that presently with where the labour force sits in abattoirs. I think yeah. you know, if, you, if you listen to Patrick Hutchinson speak, you know, and he mentioned it a lot last year, and we only saw, you know, some of some of the bottlenecks in in abattoirs that caused a bit of a disruption significantly to say the sheep and lamb space, particularly. That that hasn't been resolved fully yet. So if we get big turnoff because of drought widespread in some areas, I, I can't see yet that we've solved the issue, and that could cause another, you know, bit of a problem it's, for pricing. It's a big challenge. I mean, uh, and and it's labour. I mean, it's labour is a big component to that access to skilled labour sort of willing to do those jobs in the locations of those processing plants um it is a big it's a big challenge to 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 be able to ramp up and and ramp and, and scale down when demand and those profiles do change yeah yeah well we've spoken a bit about you know some of your fears and concerns and and the negatives of the first six months what what's been the enjoyable parts of, of taking over the the role here of, of, of being in charge of oxen plus yeah, I think what's been what's been great is the brand is strong, the integrity is strong, the trust is strong. We have um, incredible loyal customers, both on the agency side as well as on on the farmer side. Um, we've got strong tech um, that 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 we could that we use. Um, we've gone through spring without without a glitch. You know when trading really ramps up for us, and so and so I guess. Um, you know, I could say I, I, I'm stepping into a role where nothing's on fire. Everything works really well. Um, and it's about taking that forward, taking that into uh, in, in, and keep, keeping on growing, keeping on pushing out new products and tools and entering new markets that we keep growing. And, and we, uh, uh, I guess, build a resilient business. Something that we are focusing on is, is really making sure that um, we could minimize the impact of, of seasonal volatility on Auctions Plus. 
um, we are really focused sort of trading into sort of the restocker market. And, you know, that can be quite volatile in terms of who participates, who buys and who sells. And trades can sometimes be quite volatile to predict. And so for us, it's about just making sure we, we take a good product and a good brand and we put it into new areas of ag uh, where, it, where it could flourish. Hmm. Very good. Probably a good, probably a good area. I think Andrew, unless we've got other things to cover off, I'm just trying to think some of the other six cents things that we covered off on everything from the six cents. We pretty much covered it off, didn't we? And we did I did I did I get a good result? Do you do you publish these these results? Well, we don't. We actually funny thing is, yeah, like we've got two hundred and six episodes published. Yeah. We've actually recorded six hundred. Yeah, but. Those were all the ones that failed. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's very concerning that almost sort of yeah. two two thirds of all the people we interviewed couldn't make it past the cut, which really tells you something about gosh, agriculture. Gosh, that's and, brutal. And I, I can't that's tell. Brutal. Look, if, if we have a beer, I'll tell you some of the results of oh, people who have failed yeah. because yeah. some of them, geez, the psychological assessment came back with horrific things. Horrific yeah. things. Do you, do you sort of just stop the podcast there, or do you yeah. just? Keep it going. No, we, we keep it going until the end because yeah, yeah, yeah. what people don't realize is that the AI algorithm is working in the background. Working in the background. And, yeah. if you, and if you notice, Matt's been taking notes yep, the whole yep, way through. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, and, and I would say, just to give a clue, like out of that <clears throat> 400 or so that we had to leave on the cutting room floor, about 250 of them were other politicians. We've had a few politicians on, but <laughs> it's, only, it's only been the likes of Bob Catter and a few other select ones that have managed to get through. So... And that, and, and that probably tells you a lot when Bob Carter makes it past the psychological yeah. assessment. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, he he he, man of many many talents and and great quotes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll I guess we'll find out. Like you'll probably see in a couple of hours uh, whether you passed it or not. Yeah. Uh, look, if, I mean, if, if it doesn't get published, look, we can refer, we can refer you for some more. Um. Now you've really built up the the stress on my side. I'll I'll have to just. <laughs> Be watching the channel, yeah, just uh, refreshing and five. Yeah. yeah, another can, another thing, another thing to worry about. Yeah, another thing to worry yeah. about. Now. The, the weather and whether you and whether you make it on. Uh, Don't ruin my of... Friday. Just get this thing published. <laughs> it, it is. So, it, and look, look. The good thing about it is, and this is what we we sort of think is that whilst we don't make any money from the Ag Watchers podcast, it's a completely yes. pro bono thing. Yeah, we mm -hmm. feel that like we're doing some help. Yeah, because these yeah. people, these people that didn't get past the musters and they didn't make it to yeah. the published effort, yeah. they're they're all now getting help. Oh yes, look, and it's and, a, and it's, it's a first step contribution that you make there. P people don't realize that this is actually a healthcare massive. podcast. It's massive. You are you should take a podcast just around how you're helping the community. In that we should um, we should actually we could even maybe make it like a non for profit type charitable thing, Andrew. Well, it's yeah. not for profit. Well, we've already got one non-profit charity <laughs> yeah. episode. Remember, get some sponsorship on and and make some donations. I mean, yes, you you could do big things. Well, it's not too late for Australian of the Year. <laughs> get in there. Get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's. I, I thought you were waiting for your acknowledgement when you had Murray Watt on. You're asking him to slip in a good word for you to be nominated. Did, did we ask him? I can't remember. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. I think you, I don't, you did I don't, ask. I don't want Australian of the Year. That's a bit, it's a bit vain. Didn't you want the Order of Australia, you said? But, a bit vain, you said? A bit, a bit vain, but not, not, not vain. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> so you left it out there hanging. Uh, took, took me 60 minutes to get to that part. Uh, good. Nice. But I, I do think Order of Australia is probably the one that we go for. Yeah, you get a nice nice postfix as well to your name. Exactly. Man. and that's, on, your, that's, on your Wikipedia page. So, well, we can put that on the Wikipedia page anyway because you can edit it all you want. Yeah. Um, but I just think our services, services to agriculture. Services to community, services to agriculture. Yeah, yeah. You could make it big. Yeah. Well, we said this podcast wasn't about us, but we've... No, we, but you managed to... Managed <laughs> we managed to, to turn it around. <laughs> you have, you have, you have. Well, yeah. well look, I think we're... we're and we, you can usually tell, Vane, when um, when yes. we start when we start getting silly. That's usually about the time we need to wrap it yes. up. Yes. So, yes. so I'm just gonna just make one more point. Yeah. Yeah. So you've obviously since coming to Australia, you spend a lot more time looking at the weather. Yep. Um, I always think like you you can rely on the bomb. It's it's quite 
a useful service, all the supercomputers and whatnot. But what you may want to consider is a modification to your house. Tell me. What you should do is consider getting up on the roof and putting a weather vane up. Ah, <laughs> there you go. See, two, two jokes. Limitless. I mean, this no. is quality stuff. Put your money away. You get that one for nothing. You've <laughs> managed to drop, I think, every iteration of of vein in there unless you want to play us out with a song maybe you're so vain be the last one uh but you can't look you just jumped the gun <laughs> damn but yeah anyway this is not What's, what are you going to call this what what what's going to be the title of this this podcast you're this so vain you're so vain <laughs> uh, i think you might so vain <laughs> but it, it, you'll have to spell it YWN though. Yes, and let's let's hope someone gets it. Because because uh, here has been very accommodating with uh, you know it's been, it's been a good podcast and uh, interesting stuff chatted about. But we've spent, yeah. we've spent a lot of time. You you must be a busy man in the role you're doing. Can, there, can so I, I, sorry, can I ask you one other question before yes. we go off? The uh, what's his name? The guy from Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio, yeah. yeah. In uh, Blood Diamond. Yeah. Oh, no. Just... What, oh, what, what, was, that, was that his accent? What was his accent? supposed to be South African. Um, but I think the moment people also try to emulate an Aussie accent, it is just cringing. You just want to hide. No. So did he make it? If that was going to be your question, a big no. Um, yeah. No. The accent. So his accent was what I consider to be the same as Mel Gibson and Braveheart. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> There you go. No, I mean, the, the good example, uh, trying to be to, get, to pick up the Scottish action. People think they sound like Scottish, but can you, can you, mildly uh, drunk. Can you do one? Scottish? Scottish? <laughs> no, I've been set up for failure just 10 seconds ago. So I won't, won't venture. I won't venture there. Okay. But your, your South African accent is excellent. So, you know. Yeah. Thank there you. you go. And yeah. then we've heard Andrew. We've heard Andrew attempt an Australian one, and we're not going to ask. Ah, uh, good idea. Well, well, which side of the podcast <laughs> medium did did it make it in two hundred six or was it in the four hundred? Yeah, no, it was uh, in the four in the four hundred. <laughs> right up. Let's, right. let's end it there. All right, gents. It's been we'll a pleasure. It's been the best hour uh, of my week. Um, of it, life. are doing great work. Um, I'm a I'm a keen follower. Um, and I'd be humbled and excited to do another one with you at some point in the future. Oh, That's right. good. That's good. Thanks for your time, Vane. See you right. when you've got nothing on. Lack of yeah. There you go. Great, uh, 